Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning and welcome to Mind Your Business. I'm Lin Lee. With a buzz on plastic recycling growing stronger, one homegrown deep tech startup in Singapore is breathing new life into plastic waste. It has developed a new technology to turn unrecyclable plastic waste into new bitumen, a bitumen-like substance that can be used to pave our roads. The company has already managed to pay four green roads right here in Singapore and looking to do even more. For more insights, we're joined by Oh Chu Xian, founder and CEO of Megorium. Welcome to the show, Chu Xian. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Very good morning to you. Now, first off, we're talking about the use of unrecyclable plastic waste. Could you give us some examples of some products that might contain that? Um, I think the closest one to everyone would probably be your takeaway boxes, fruit contaminated waste, your you know plastic cutleries and things like that. So all these are generally considered unrecyclable, not just in Singapore, but other parts of the world as well. And we're able to take that and convert it into new bitumen for road paving. Hmm. Okay, turning back the clock a little bit, how did you stumble upon using plastic waste specifically to make road construction materials? I think the inspiration really came from when the research team understood that both plastic as a material and bitumen is derived from the same source, which is crude oil. So, you know, if there is some form of similarity that binds those two of them, I think this was really the crucial first step that led us to develop methods on how do we then go about, you know, converting or reconverting um, one into the other. So I think that was really where it started. And we understand that you've also come from two generations of road construction and, you know, asphalt manufacturing entrepreneurs. Tell us more about that. How, how did that influence you in terms of starting this business as well? Uh, definitely super heavily influenced by my family. I mean, even without them, I would never ever have dreamed of going to the construction business. Mm-hmm. So I would say that it started, you know, when my father or my grandfather, for the longest time, they have been looking for alternative materials uh, to pave roads. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, did, it didn't just start for myself. And I used to follow my grandfather and father around to, you know, source various feedstock and things like that. And I mm. think um, what really struck myself and my siblings is that for every kilometer of road that's paved it is all consuming natural resources that are mined from the environment itself you have aggregates you have bitumen so all those are very finite resources and Mm. and we recognize you know the importance of road infrastructure Mm. it gives you access to healthcare education and things like that so we're saying you know don't stop paving road but how do we do it more sustainably and i think that is where Gorham comes in you know to change the way traditional roads are being paved wonderful now we understand that you've come up with a three-step process to do so how extensive were your experiments before you got to the final product? It was, I think it was years of it, five, mm. six years of it. Um, I, we always describe our prototype as a Frankenstein. It had been taken <laughs> apart and put back so many times that our, our lab guys, you know, say it's almost unrecognizable from the start when we were first starting out. Mm. So um, I would say definitely without my team, we wouldn't have been able to do this. And uh, I am also fortunate that with the family resources and mm. experience and the knowledge, I would consider that slightly of a hack sheet, a cheat code, whereby I didn't have to start from scratch understanding mm. roads understanding the material okay so you, you took years before you got to where you are now so let's get yes. into the details can you elaborate on the steps and why it's cheaper than the traditional process of making bitumen 
it's not cheaper than the traditional process mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. Uh, purely because we are still not commercial and uh. everything um, is still done at a very small scale so I would say operation costs are still slightly higher mm-hmm. um, but definitely that's something that we intend to bring down uh, once we scale on the capacity so the various steps that go about it in layman terms essentially it's mm-hmm. um, some form of depolymerization of the plastic mm-hmm. eventually we do chemical reformation to create new bitumen mm-hmm. and finally we we do some form of stabilization of the mix uh-huh. uh, such that we can pave up to current LDA road standards. Okay, and when you compare new bitumen to conventional bitumen that's used to pave roads, how would you rate the hardiness of it? I think simply if, if you know people would like to know how it fares or how it looks like, we have paved roads at DBS Newton Green as well as Keppel at Changi. So these roads have been paved with new bitumen and plastic that also has been collected from the community as well. So I would say that these roads for now definitely um, looks exactly the same, performs as per the same. We also have done some lab tests, the standard asphalt premix test that shows some form of accelerated process and it shows that compared to the current roads, it performs exactly the same. How is it rated, just out of curiosity? (laughs) It's very technical, Mm -hmm. so there isn't like an actual hardiness rating because um, yeah, they don't actually test for how hard the road Mm -hmm. is. Mm And the interesting thing is asphalt roads are actually considered a flexible pavement because of the bitumen characteristic in there. Mm. So asphalt roads are actually considered flexible. And, and the more flexible it is, um, the better the quality. Okay, are you also able to quantify how much carbon footprint is saved through your innovation? Um, we have yet to done a full-scale actual um, life cycle assessment purely because our commercial system is not up. Everything is still in prototyping phase. We are doing hardware optimization uh, for now. Mm-hmm. But I would say um, based on the preliminary one that we have done, we can save up to 300 kg of CO2 for per tonne of new bitumen that we produce by diverting plastic away from incineration and things like that. Mm, okay. Beyond roads, we also understand that you're working on and using it for other kinds of purposes. Tell us more about that. Beyond roads, um, I think for bitumen itself, uh, there are only two functions of it. First is for roads. The second is for waterproofing mm-hmm. capability. Mm-hmm. So you have it on your roofs, bridges, things like that. So I would say we are definitely looking to diversify the functionality of bitumen, not just in roads, but doing a bit more research on how do we adapt it into waterproofing characteristics, functions. Okay, we know that you're in the midst of scaling, commercializing and increasing the efficiency of your company's operations. Are there particular challenges that you're working at in terms of overcoming and uh, what are your expansion plans for the year ahead as well? So for scaling and commercialization, I would say that this is always one of the biggest challenge for deep tech startup because, you know, you have something in the lab that is successful. So mm-hmm. how do you then bring it out and scale it by 500 times, you know, That's the right. hardware systems mm-hmm. and ensuring that uh, the profit margins remain, the consistency of your output is also, you know, of a certain quality and grade. So I would say it is these different things that actually have slowed us down from scaling directly, you know, from 100 kg to 50 ton a day. Mm. because we have a scale in phases. So currently we are at 100 kg per day. We're Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. transcale into a two-ton system. And the reason we're not going straight into a 50-ton is because for the two-ton, the volume has increased substantially, but it's still small enough on the system itself for us to customize the various parameters without it being too costly or the scale being too big for our guys to, to do uh, customization and fabrication of the different components as well. So I would say this is um, really the part that we didn't expect to be this slow, but mm-hmm. I think when, when we look at the quality and the grade of, of roads, um, we also recognize that that's something that's very, very important and to not scale up into the 50 time without uh, full confidence from myself and my team as well. Mm. So I would say definitely hardware optimization is really where all our resources are at at the moment. And I would say for field trial, um, the, always the more the merrier. So we are speaking with a few partners um, that have very, very strong sustainability push and they really, really hope to have green roads on their driveway, car park and things like that. And one of the story that we can offer to them is that for this organization, they generally generate some form of plastic, you know, be it um, in the midst of their business operation and things like that. So what we actually can provide to them is that we take this plastic of theirs and we then process it and pave their um, driveways or car parks with that. And, and, and wow. by doing so, we actually turn that driveway into a feature piece, a sustainability feature piece that you know when people come they say that oh our plastic has actually been converted into the roads um, of our factory mm. so I'd say that's definitely quite a nice um, story uh, within a premise or for the organisation as well. Really really cool stuff. Now before we let you go Trishian do you see your efforts as uh, continuing your family's legacy? Definitely, definitely. I mean, we are still all in the same industry of sorts. Uh, I would say definitely changing the way it's being done, but for the better. But I would also say that theirs is the more, you know, paving roads kind of thing. And mine is the more um, material research of sorts. So I would say upstream, but definitely still a ton of synergy there and just, you know, helping them and hopefully others to pave greener roads. Thank you so much for your time and for your sharing. We've been speaking with Ochu Xian, founder and CEO of Megorium. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play. 